welcome everybody to the Sugar Shack. It's your host, Sugar White. Another great episode. Number three, today's topic is going to be 80s music and the breakdown. Also, uh, with the rankings, I'm going to give out rankings too uh, with 80s music here. So, um, we're going to hop right into it. Before we start, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not that far off when it comes. I've had a lot of head injuries, folks, so my assistant who's spent more time in that appointment line, um, is, uh, um, you know, informed me that we did this this morning, but, uh, I had to inform her that I didn't have, I didn't have that many head injuries, and so, um, I kind of know what, I know what I was doing here. Uh, we taped it earlier this morning. We're trying to, probably have to do it again, because, um, I'm traveling a lot, so there's a noise in the background. I'm trying not to get you guys, but, uh, we'll see here. Um, also, before we start, uh, you can message me. Um, message me and get on the podcast. Um, and I would like to uh, hear your guys' thoughts on some of these topics with the 80s music. Uh, please feel free to join in. And I'm pretty sure that I will put anybody that decides to comment or message. Sorry, it's not comment. I guess it's the same thing. Um, so let's just head right in. Uh, we'll start off and talk about 80s music. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, grow up in the 80s uh, as a kid, you know, kid, uh, preteen. Um, and I was a teenager in the 80s, late 80s. So um, I got to see a lot, the whole thing, really. I mean, 1980, I was I was six years old in 1980, slash seven, so my birthday's in July, so, um, of that year. So uh, I would say um, 80s pop music stars, I mean, they, they, a lot of people broke out during this time. Um, it was a huge time for entertainment. Uh, Hulkamania was running wild, brother. Um, stronger than ever. Uh, rock and wrestling was happening because WrestleMania uh, brought in uh, for the first time, really, besides Kaufman and Andy, Andy Lawler. I almost said Jerry Kaufman and Andy Lawler. Uh, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. I have dyslexia, by the way, so just if you laugh at that, know that you're a piece of shit. I'm just kidding. It's pretty funny. Um, so before that, you know, it was really a closed business. So, um, yeah, so, uh, it really opened the door kind of, I uh, saw in that first WrestleMania, Liberace, Cindy Lauper, uh, Alice Cooper, um, Bob Uecker, uh, let's see, uh, Pete Rose, I think, uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, spare no expense, but, um, one of the things that happened during the 80s pop star pop music is they created stars from different bands. Like, you got Sting, who, you know, left police and was just big or bigger. Um, Peter Cetera left Chicago and was probably bigger. Um, you know, New Edition, you know, spawned Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresman, Johnny Gill, and Belbin DeVoe. Um, you had, uh, let's see here... Oh, Lionel Richie and the Commodores, um, you know, and, and, and so on and so on. Um, but a uh, few of the few of the pop stars that we're talking about here, they were really just from. And this is going to be, guys, this is going to be pretty sporadic because we're talking ten years here. So I know I'll probably miss something, and that's where you can chime in and, and uh, you know put your two cents in. Um, but uh, this this is not the rankings yet. So I mean, we're just talking about bands like. In case you're a little younger, you're just listening because I don't I, I don't know stumbled upon us. I mean, I know we're on a lot of different podcast stations, but um, uh, Europe, 
was a big band that wasn't uh, had a few hits. I couldn't really put them as a one-hit wonder because they had a, they had a, they had two, I believe. Final countdown and carry. Um, but uh, you know, um, DeBarge, remember that guy? Jeez, the Go Go's. Oh, Blood of Carlisle busted out of that one and became huge during the '80s. Um, so you know, it's a weird time. She, I mean, she had a good voice or anything like that, but I mean, it's just weird. She went from like this the punk new wave girl band to. Heaven's a place on earth. Um, also, let's see here, Prince. Jeez, Prince. I don't know what Prince started firing off. I think it might, it might have been late seventies, early eighties, but he didn't stop. Um, Pet Shop Boys, the Human League. All right, there's there's a couple. They had, I couldn't put them as a one hit wonder either because they had uh, Don't You Want Me, Baby, and they had uh, I'm Only Human. So I'm uh, sorry if you don't like my singing. Turn it off. Corey Hart or something. I mean, if, seriously, if you blink, you're not going to know who the fuck that guy is, but I'm sure you've heard his song because how could you ever touch the blades on the guy in shades? Oh, no. He wears them at night. Um, Men at Work. I love Men at Work, man. Big time. Loverboy. Just think of that name. That name would... Loverboy wouldn't fit anywhere else but in the 80s, okay? And by the way, I'm convinced that almost every song in the 80s could be a strip club song or a strip stripping song. In Excess. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're, they were on fire. Thompson Twins, I like Thompson Twins. They, they, I, I couldn't put them as a one-in wonder either because they had uh, Hold Me Now, Doctor Doctor. Um, what's that? I have I haven't seen that one. Um, uh, so uh, Doctor Doctor, and then uh, I think there's one more in there. I think uh, Fleetwood Mac. Geez, they're they're like 50 years strong. They're still they're still they're still going on today. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Commodores, Toto, and one more. Oh, Mister Mister, and then one more. Uh, this guy, I mean, seems like everybody in the world knows him, but me. I mean, I, I heard the song and I was like, oh, okay. But Leo Sayers, I think, is this is the last name of Sayers, something like that. I, I, I don't know how the hell that guy escaped my mind or escaped me. I, you know, music was. My parents, uh, you know, we're a religious family. My dad was a pastor. My parents were pastor's kids. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they bought they did I mean, they monitored our music to a point, but then at one point when they let go, I mean, it was the 80s, and I soaked up as much as I could, uh, you know, and so it's like, it's kind of like, um, I had no idea, the guy who sings, uh, um, it's my life, don't you forget, uh, he had a few songs, and I, I had no idea, I didn't think that Gwen Stefani wrote that song, I knew that, but I had no idea when I saw this guy concert, uh, on TV, I was like, who the fuck, but, um, anyways, so, now I'm gonna break down my favorites, one-hit wonders. We're going to go uh, women's category, men's category, bands. So, like, Solars, Forbidden Women, bands. Um, and then hair bands. I believe, yeah, that's it. And we'll, yeah, I did say one-hit. If I said one-hit wonders, I would say um, So, uh, start off with the women. Uh, I, I don't know if I should put it in order or... Really, to be honest with you, I had them written out one through six or one through seven or something like that. But with the women, it, it could really honestly, any one of these women could take the top spot. Really, I mean, this is this is a hard category because um, all these women have really dominated. One, I guess you might think, when I say, you know, obviously you, you might be thinking, of, thinking about her right now, but uh, has maybe done a little, little bit more, but I don't know. Um, uh, 
on our list, uh, starting on our list is D.B. Nicks. I mean, that's a no-brainer. It's a, such a such a smooth voice. It's just it's got a raspy but smooth. She's she's awesome. And then the little lyrics, the, the, just a uh, chick rocker, you know. And, um, next one, Tina Turner. Come on, forget about it. Tina Turner was a performer for a very long time and had to go through a lot of shit to get to where she was at. And so when she was uh, rattling them off in the '80s, she deserved that. And it's kind of funny that. Uh, her abusive asshole ex-husband had to start watch the whole fucking thing unfold in front of his eyes. It's got to suck when your ex-wife rattles off number one hits and you could pull one out of your ass for 20 years. Cindy Lauper can't deny what she's done. I mean, she kind of, I mean, she's, she's up there. I mean, if you think about it, because in the 80s, you know, she had this Goonie song, um, Time After Time. Um, Girls she Just Want to Have Fun. Girls Just Want to Have Fun was huge, yep. Um, True Colors, um, and, you know, so so, and then she did the WrestleMania thing. She was actually Whitney Richter's manager. She was heavily involved in the rock and wrestling, um, and getting uh, Lou Albano, the wrestling wrestler and wrestling manager later in his life, to be her dad in the Girls Watch You Want to Have Fun video, which kind of sparked the whole thing. Um, so she is she's very instrumental in what uh, what happened uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, Pat Benatar has. Uh, hit after hit after hit in the 80s um, excellent voice uh, I like her songs and, and, and she's one of those girls that are believable I mean Joan Jett didn't make this list but she could uh, same kind of thing I think I, I think she only has to me she only has two songs though um, and everything else is just kind of a Pinky Tuscadero image um, Whitney Houston she's can arguably be the top spot I mean she's was unreal during the 80s uh, you know it's too bad that one chance meeting with the, her future husband fucked her world up, killed her. Um, you know, no one makes you do drugs, but uh, um, obviously they were a toxic combination. Um, and the fact that Pike Brown's still walking around is it can, he can barely talk to me. His bottom lip comes out and he's grinding. He's always grinding. He's permagrind. Is what it is. What it is. Uh, and um, so Blondie. Uh, that could be a group too, but Come on, let's. You guys go ahead and name somebody else from Blondie. Besides Deborah Harry. That's what I thought. And if you did, leave me, leave me a message. Make, make, a, make, me, make me a little wiser here. Um, and then, uh, so the top spot, I, I believe, would go to Madonna. And that's, you probably, probably think of the same thing. Um, that was just to kind of forget about it for her. She kept going well on into the, into, you know, 2010. So, I mean, you can't, I mean, starting off in 83 with Like a Virgin and, and, uh, material goal and shit like that so uh that's her girl spots um you know men uh soloist artists I guess you could say um and uh there's a couple on here that uh I, I mean they might be a band you know like Bob Seger the Silver Bullet band but that's not it's Bob Seger come on Dave, Dave Matthews is Dave Matthews I mean I Dave Matthews they all have talented musicians in their group, musicians in their group. But let's let's face it: when you think about Dave Matthews, man, you don't think about Carter Buford. Who? Yeah, the drummer. So, um, being a vocalist myself, I guess uh, very amateur, amateuristic uh, vocalist. I've been in a band. Uh, I was in a band for about four years in my early twenties. Did did a, uh, very well locally. Um, so I can tell you how hard it is to 
stand up in front of people that are, might not necessarily, well, first of all, about most majority of the time when you're first starting out, they don't know who the fuck you are, and you're trying to make a first impression there, and really, they don't necessarily, I mean, it seems like in where I live, they don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want to like you, you got to prove them, you know, and so, um, it's, it's just nerve-wracking, um, so, that's why they're professionals, I guess, you know, uh, round, starting off this uh, category is Brian Adams, the uh, Canada's finest, um, you know, Brian Adams started off with, you know, uh, Summer 69, and Cuts Like a Knife, and, and um, uh, what's that one song that said, um, found out about you at night, um, but, uh, yeah, he had, he, he, came, he went to the ninth. you know, it's kind of funny, because he probably would have been higher on this list if it wasn't for the fact that his, his real big power hits that probably made him the most money and most notoriety was in the early 90s, uh, with, um, uh, everything I do in the Robin Hood soundtrack, and then he turned around and blasted another one with Rod Stewart and uh, Sting. Make it all for one, one for all. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. So that, that was a uh, Three Musketeers soundtrack. So he was he was doing well for himself. Um, Bob Seger's next, which I really could put Bob Seger uh, a little higher. Uh, but in the '80s, he like it's, uh, I'm sorry, but. I love every one of Bob Seger's songs except for one. Okay, and um, that's old time rock and roll. I hate it. I know everybody. That's it's a big one. Everybody loves. Uh, dee, 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 dee. And the reason why is because we've got two fuck yous of the of the of the podcast. Not not of the week, but of the day. Could be of the week, but yeah. So fuck you, Tom Cruise, for ruining that song. You're a dickhead. I can't stand what you stand for. So hey, my opinion. All right, so after that, we got Richard Marks. That guy, for a while there, was pumping him out. Uh, uh, hold on to the night. Um, right here waiting for you, Angelita. Um, so uh, that he had a, I, I like his voice. He had a good voice. And he's one of those guys where you knew when he sang, you know, like a couple guys in here, that uh, you, you knew who it was. Next would be Christopher Cross. Uh, some of you guys really might not know who he is uh, if you're younger, younger. Um, because he's kind of one of those quiet uh, people that had hits. Uh, you know, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, um, you know, I'd say like Neil Young was a quiet guy that's very popular. That was very popular, but just, just like you never, you never saw his, really saw his video on MTV. He was a little too older for that. Um, but um, uh, Christopher Cross was probably a little bit too older. For, I mean, I don't know if he had... I know in the 80s he had hits like... Uh, like uh, If ever you get caught between the moon and New York City. And that was from the movie, I believe, Arthur. Um, and then uh, he had um, Ride Like the Wind. And we got such a long way... Such a long way to go. He had Michael McDonald singing on that puppy. So you know he's big time. And then he had uh, uh, Sailing. Sailing takes me away. But... uh pretty good a really soft voice uh what, what they call now yacht rock they didn't then um but uh probably one of the grandfathers of yacht rock um next we got billy joel billy joel's right in the carrying and right in the middle of this this uh this lineup and um he had a lot of hits but he also some of the songs are i mean i'm sorry but for every five hits that you write 
we didn't start the fire just to erase all five of those. Okay, I mean, that song was brutally terrible. I mean, it's JFK, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, it was just really ridiculous. We didn't start the fire. I mean, so, I mean, he's just, he's kind of hit and miss. And, I mean, I know he's trying to play the bad boy kind of thing, but when you're a piano player, I don't know if you can play the bad boy. I, I just, I don't, I don't. I mean, that's, 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 that's lead guitar shit, you know, lead singer shit. I, don't, I just don't see a piano player. I mean, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. A piano, you know, piano players are talented, but there are no rock, there are no lead singer drummers, are they? Uh, that could be a category all of a sudden. Uh, coming in right in the same, same spot. Actually, I couldn't really choose between both of them. John Cougar, Bell, and Camp. A um, lot of hits. Great voice. Uh, seems like he's actually down to earth, and that comes out through his music. I really enjoy that. Um, next one is Billy Ocean. Where the fuck did that guy go? I saw him recently on a concert that they had filmed on TV, and he had all white haired dreadlocks. It was so weird, but that guy's voice is so incredible to not hear it uh, all the time. It's weird. You know, it's like for a while there, you get him and Lionel Richie and a few guys who are just killing it. And, uh, you know, um, Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. Or she, she walked by me with painted on jeans. <laughs> so I mean, just kind of fun music in the eighties, you know. Um, right along there with him, George Michael's stepped away from Wham. It was became huge. I mean, to the point where no one even knows the other guy's name. I mean, the other guy could be making bread at Walmart. I, I don't even seriously. I mean, who knows what the fuck that guy's doing? Uh, hopefully he's still wearing those fucking Melch white shorts they were wearing in Whip Me Up Before You Go Go. The one song I had a guilty pleasure, I guess you'd call it, because I didn't ever turn it off, but I thought it was dumb. I don't want your freedom. <laughs> Girl, all I want right now is you. Know what you want to say, boy? Boy. Uh, but uh, coming in at number three, two ends of the spectrum when it comes to their voices. Rod Stewart is just unreal, I think. I'm sorry. I just, he's, I can say what you want about him. His hair looks like shit. Uh, always. He looks like a fucking porcupine that stuck that paw in a fucking light socket. It's just, it's always been just a rat's nest. Um, but he starts to sing and it's that, I mean, for a guy, let me tell you something, a documentary I saw, he protects his voice like you wouldn't believe. He won't smoke. He won't have, he doesn't want any smoke around him. Um, but yet he sounds like he smokes 15 packs of cigarettes a day and in a good way and, uh, and you know, and, and chews on sandpaper. Um, kind of like the other one on the other end is Tom Petty on this list. Um, Tom Petty's is a little, a little, a little uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Bob Dylan-ish kind of, but, but obviously a little cleaner. Um, but, uh, also, uh, Rod Stewart has a song called Midnight Train that, uh, Downtown Train, that, sorry, that I really enjoyed. It, it, his vocal range on that one is, is amazing. Try, try to sing it. You'll find out quickly. Uh, coming up, like, right around two, and, there's, and the rest of the spots have two people in them that are tied. Prince, I mean, come on, forget about it. I mean, probably one of the, in the 80s, one of the singlest, greatest lines in a song that was, I don't, I, people say it was well-placed and hidden. This ain't hidden. You have to be an idiot to not know what he's talking about. Okay? She had a pocket full of horses. 
Trojans, some of them used. I mean, amazing. It's like you knew exactly what he was talking about. It's an innuendo. Yes, he got away from, you know, all the, uh, back then it wasn't necessarily all wholesome, but you really couldn't say a lot of stuff without getting tagged with a uh, parental guidance thing back then. Um, and then next to him is Don Henley. Um, Don Henley, anybody that's a lead singer and a drummer, and that's successful. I mean, hit after hit with the Eagles, and then on his own, became a bona fide star. At number one is a tie, toss between Elton John, yes, a piano player, and Phil Collins. And um, I'd say Phil Collins is, uh, might nudge him a little bit for me, because that was a guy who was not trained vocally, was a drummer who took over vocally because they lost their lead singer, Peter Gabriel, Genesis, and became a pop star sensation that to this day has an Oscar and like three Grammys, an Oscar, folks, an Oscar for You Beat My Heart for the Jungle Book. So, I mean, that's something here. All right, that that's the men vocalist. Uh, George Thorogood? I, I don't, I never liked it really. I mean, I mean, he did, his songs were one of those that you wouldn't really turn off, but it's a mood song where it's like, you have to be in a certain mood here. Because if you're not, if you're not in that, what you just did, your eyebrows thing, then it, it's not, it's not fun. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're pissed off, I'm not pissed off, but if you're in, a, you're in a different kind of mood, you don't want, you know, it's, it's I don't know, it's just one of those songs. It never really, I don't know. I don't like songs to get you. I like songs to take you on a roller coaster ride. I don't like songs to just kind of punch you in the face over and over again like ACDC. It's the same thing. Three chords just driven directly to punch you in the face. It's redundant. So we're going to head over to bands now. And uh, let's see here. Let me get uh, situated here. Oh, uh, shoot. Let's see. Um, Bear with me here, folks. Okay, I uh, just want to make sure that we're still recording, because that's happened before where I've done a whole 40-minute segment, and shit, it went away. Um, so, bands. Here we go. Coming in. And I think we've all these are... Let's see, we're not, we, won't even, we won't rank them. We're not going to put them in, in one, two. I mean, the last ones you hear, last band you hear is going to be, you know, the, the winner here. Um, but... Um, in excess uh, really enjoyed in excess uh, you know a lot of people say that you know he got his they got success because he was such a good looking guy but I'm like, fuck it come on man listen to his voice listen to him. I mean the way to look like that and to still go slide did, and uh, that I could never do, I don't know why, but, um, so, um, yeah, but then, I mean, they had, they had a couple of hits, um, Dick Devil Inside, and then, um, um, that one I just said, uh, um, and then, uh, I think our first one was, tell me what you need, tell me what you need, yeah, uh, uh, uh. tell me what you need, tell me what you need, but it wasn't until the late 80s where, um, their love ballad, Never Tears Apart, really set them apart, actually. Um, it's a great, great song. Uh, just one of those that, you'd have to be, you'd have to be a, a ginger 
and have no soul not to feel something on that one. And, uh, next will be Def Leppard. Never forget about it. I mean, I, I love these guys for, for a few reasons, okay? One, when their drummer lost his arm, there was no question whether or not if he was going to want to play, he could still, which he did. I mean, obviously, um, but they weren't going to go on without him, which so many people do. I mean, we've got bastardized. I, I want to say that Sticks can be on fucking stage and not one of the original members on there. Actually, to be honest with you, there's groups like that. And, and I'm actually going to get into that. The groups that are actually become bigger than anything else. Like, I mean, everyone always says, oh, well, it, it's, it's about the brand. But you see, sometimes the brand actually becomes way bigger. Because, you know, the Eagles weren't bigger than Don Henley or Clint Fry. Or, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 were, they were in one of the biggest bands being talent, most talented people, you know, one of the most talented people. Uh, same thing with Phil Collins. Genesis did not define that guy. So, I mean, as, as opposed to when a band uh, brand takes over, there's no stopping it. I mean, uh, Led Zeppelin was another one that didn't, you know, John Bonham died and they just didn't feel right and they would go on. And the funny cool thing about it is that tells you when bands actually cared about each other because uh, Anybody could drive a beat. They could have found somebody to play just like John Bonham, but they didn't. I mean, they could have got this four foot three Cambodian guy to sing Don't Stop Believing. Like, let me tell you something. I talk about vocals a lot, and I talk about uniqueness and talk about singing, trying to sing somebody. Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit and God Himself touched that guy's throat and blessed that guy because that guy's. I mean, if, that, if I if I could sound like Steve Perry, I I would sing everywhere I went. I, I mean, I already already sing a lot, but I'd sing I'd sing everywhere I went. I I would I wouldn't even talk to you right now. I'd be doing the podcast, just going when the lights go down in the city. You know, I'd be singing it. Uh, so you know, try to I don't know have a guy copy that one. Just kind of weird. Uh, Further, 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 further. Let's so keep going, keep going here. Ah, Paul and Oates, fantastic group. Uh, great hits. Uh, Sarah Smile, Man Eater, uh, Private Eyes, kind of corny. Um, and uh, let's see uh, a couple other hits, but uh, it, you know they had they had me when they sold out the Apollo um, and the standing ovation. The only white people to do that. Uh, so uh, tells you that why those white boys got some soul. Um, Tears for Fears. I don't know exactly why I put them on there. I mean, they have, they've had more than, than one hit, more than two. Um, I thought their blend together was really good. And, and like, they were influential during the time that I started listening, listening to music on my own. Um, Everybody Wants to Rule the Roll came out in that, that beginning, that, beginning, that just started that song. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it gets, gets you, gets you, gets your attention. Um, let's see, The Cars. Um, I like the cars a lot. Uh, they had, there was a group that had basically two lead singers uh, in their guitar, in their lead guitarist and their basses. Uh, Benjamin Orr was their basses. And they were, uh, they were staying in interviews. They really wanted to, if the song had to be good and sound good and sound clean, like a professional did it, then Benjamin Orr did it. Um, he's the one that sang uh, Drive. Um, you know, and uh, then you had, I can never say Rick, this guy's 
it's like, oh, Strzok, I can never say his last name. He's a goofy, tall-looking motherfucker. Uh, but when they wanted something to be, like, more edgy and raspy, it was him. Like, you kept it going until the sun went down. You kept it going. Um, so, they, you know, they could, they could make a different sound um, because uh, they did for multiple league, uh, the two league singers. Um, Queen, talk about two league singers. How about, how about four league singers and one guy? Uh, if you think about it, uh, probably the most powerful vocalist that has ever lived, I would say. I mean, for rock and roll, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not unconvinced that, you know, he couldn't have done opera if he wanted to. I mean, because, I mean, just Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody is, is, a, is a just a piece of that, you know. Don't get me wrong, it, that, it's different um, having to do, you know, uh, a, a, a tenor or, you know, that way, but... Uh, or sort of soprano or whatever. Um, so let's see. After Queen Ford, I love Ford. And uh, Thunder, if you're listening, which I don't think you probably won't be, but uh, um, Star Rider, buddy, shouldn't. Should, if if, if Ford never got a hit, Star Rider would have been their one hit wonder. But uh, people are missing out. If you haven't heard the song Star Rider, then you just haven't lived. But uh, you know, for a while, they're cold as ice. Urgent feels like the first time. Box hero, um, waiting for a girl like you. I want to know what love. I mean, just forget about it. Those are that's that those songs right there make you enough money to where your grandkids can't spend it all. Um, let's see, Van Halen is next. Um, even uh, you know with the revolving door frontmen, but uh, sorry, Dave, Sammy, Sammy statistically, and uh, on my ears sounds so much better. Yes, there's a gripe for Sammy did more love songs, but uh, that's who the guy is. Uh, you know, can't can't have him come in and be Dave. Who wasn't Dave? No one is Dave. I don't think Davey wants to be Dave. That's why he does so much coke and forget about it. Um, let's see. After that, Motley Crue. Motley Crue was on fire from the minute they started. Uh, they started on the Sunset Strip, and they were selling out places like you wouldn't believe right out of the gate. Just uh, when he looks, the the, the 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 that live wire when they first came out was just really plug me and I'm live tonight back on the streets again. Take my fist and break down walls. I'll take the night. No, no, you better turn me loose. You better set me free because I'm a hearty young running free. A little bit better than I used to be because I'm alive. Now I'm a live wire. Um, which I think the song live wire just really actually caps off their, you know, the, the, what they wanted in a band. Um, and on the other end, this comes up next to him, Journey. Now, if you're my age or a little bit younger, you're going to know that Journey has two identities. One with like Greg Oley or Olin or something like that, which in my opinion, now old timers say they like that version better. I think you're a fucking liar if you say that because... There is so much different voice in this voice. This voice, if you don't like Steve Perry, songwriting ability or whatever, you cannot deny the guy's voice. Uh, after so many years of him not being on stage, when he got on stage with his uh, band and sang a few of those songs, uh, I believe it was the guy from Slipknot in a concert stopped and said, Steve Perry is a vocal god. And if you don't respect him, then you're not a friend of ours. He just got on stage tonight for 20 years on stage fright and killed it. 
I just want, and he stopped the concert to tell everybody know that. I mean, see, because a lot of times, like, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you like Journey? What are you, pussy? You know, um, you could, you know, it's like, uh, back in the 80s, it, 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 that's the way it was. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, Wasp, fucking talking, fucking, you know, they had all these bands that were just like, I mean, some of them posed were so bad, but I mean, um, anyways, uh, after Journey, uh, first one, first spot, and it's going to Genesis, and the reason why it's going to Genesis is because not only, it, it's, it spawned, not only did it spawn Peter Gabriel after he left, but it, like I said earlier, it, it brought us Phil Collins, who love him or hate him, uh, come on, I mean, there's one song you're going to go, oh shit, that guy, and the guy's voice, I mean, and it would always escape me when I first saw him, I didn't see him at Genesis, I, I think I saw like, uh, Studio, which to this day, come on, Phil. I hope someone gets get to get this to you. What the hell does that mean? I, I've heard it's a bit just a, just a fun, uh, a fun little word he made up. But um, you know, in the air tonight, come on. I mean, just for that one little. I mean, I really do that. I really, I really like songs or or say a statement like that. For that song alone, it's just that little guitar riff alone. It's you know, no, you know. Uh, he, he's just a guy that, like I said, kept going. Uh, he's an Oscar winner. Enough said. But it also spawned, spawned Mike of the Mechanics. Mike Rutherford, their, their, their guitar player, had spawned Mike of the Mechanics. And, you know, they had some real, I mean, silent running, living years. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's another one. Um, I keep forgetting this. Uh, yeah, anyways, it's, you can tell it's not going to come. <laughs> So, that is our uh, groups. We are going to head into one of the last segments here. Uh, and that's going to be One Hit Wonders. And I'm just going to rattle off a few One Hit Wonders. Um, just because there's so many in the 80s. Um, and I mean so many. Um, first starts off with uh, 99 Loof Balloons. Um, now, granted, this was a German band, and so I'm sure they Germany they probably killed it. But this is this is where we're in America. I'm in America, and uh, that's where we're going for. Is the people that here they came over. If, you, if your song popped up on our radio, then uh, you're part of it, you know. Um, and this was their only hit for us, and um, she had to learn the song in English because she knew not one word of English so everything you hear from that song is the only English she knows uh, next up Big Country I never expect to grow pharaohs in the desert what's that mean uh, in a big country what in a big country stay with you like a love yeah, you always know you got a great hit when uh, a great hit when um you know, the name of your uh, your hit is the name of your band. I mean, it's like I said, Motley Crue's new hit, Motley Crue. Uh, but uh, that was a good song, but uh, could come with another one. Uh, let's see, I want to say Tommy Two-Tone is the name of this band of Jenny 8675309. Even if you don't, if you're younger and you haven't have recognized one of these songs, I bet you recognize that one. It's just, it's, it's the number 
form, you know, it's just the way the numbers flow. Uh, <laughs> talking about finding a fucking girl's name in the bathroom wall, you know. Um, let's see here, Paul Young. Paul Young's another one I'm gonna. He was part of two bands, and one of them was you know Paul Young, the thing, you know, solo. But he's also part of a band. If you know, please message me. Uh, I'll put you on, and uh, we'll see if you get it right. Next was Aha. <laughs> no, not uh, like Aha, but Aha the band. Okay, so uh, they um they were they they're part of that uh, MTV helping them out. I believe. I mean, they're from they're Norwegian, and uh, they had Take on Me, which was a great song in, in its own right, but. Everybody remembers the video. I don't think you can forget the video where he was trapped in a comic book. I'm trying to save that girl. Um, yeah, and a uh, good-looking guy that can reach octaves that I... Good Lord. Uh, next up, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Forget forget about you. It's kind of fitting. Because um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have. Uh, Rick Ashley could take the top spot. He could take the number one. One-hit wonders. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. I mean, just a. The rumor was is this. I think it's British uh, record company was rattling off hits for people. I mean, over and over and over again. They had over thirteen in one year. Number one, okay, hits. Um, Kylie Minogue or Minogue or whatever fucking name is. She's part of it. Um, so uh, that their bet was that they could pick anybody and make them a star. Apparently, Rick Ashley worked for the company, and that's what they did. Um, Johnny H. Jazz. Well, you're giving me, giving me nothing but shattered dreams, shattered dreams. I wish I could take half the time or the know-how to clip these songs, these real people in, so you don't have to listen to my voice all the time. Um, let's see, E. Burkell. I'm not aware of too many things. Know what I know if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what to think about her... Uh, only saw her for about 10 minutes. I mean, she was one of those late 80s girls that popped up like uh, Mar- Martika. Step by step. What's that? Shove me in the shallow water. Yeah, shove me in the shallow water before I get too deep. Yeah, but uh, Martika. Step by step. It's a toy, toy shoulder song. Tiffany. Debbie Gibson too. What was, it, what was Debbie Gibson's? Was Debbie Gibson's thing up alone now? And Tiffany's was. No, uh, I think it's the way around. Okay. Watch that. Look, look at them say. I think is it or watch what they say <laughs> or I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. Something about they're with the, they're alone now or so. Yeah. Ah, uh, see here. Chris Isaac. Now I say Chris Isaac. And some of you guys was go. No, he's got another hit. Yeah, he had another hit like 10 years after his first one. His first one was in late, it was probably 89, and it was, uh, what a wicked thing to do. Uh, wicked Games. Um, and last but not least, he's on here because he's a multi-talented guy. I wouldn't say singing was his strong point. He got enough to get by. It was from his movie he was in, Patrick Swayze, She's Like the Wind. It's gut-wrenching to me. Um, I, I will say as a, as a singer, he gets thrilled without cracking and and, and you're going off key uh, um, before they had pop effects. That kind of shit. 
I mean, everything today sounds like it's it's recorded at a construction site. I mean, just it's fucking ridiculous. But um, that's my opinion. Um, I will. I'm gonna leave you off with uh, my five one-hit wonders as a kid that I liked. I like these songs for some reason or another, and uh, they are five of the most forgotten people probably on the planet. Number five. I can't remember her name, but it's Oh, Mickey Wanna Believe You Understand Take You By The Heart, Baby Take You By The Hand, whatever her name is. That song, I hate it. The cadence for it. The, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Uh, just drives me nuts. Dixie and the Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear. At this moment, you mean everything. Uh, that was it for them. I mean, that I did. Well, they're they're an Irish band, so you never know. You know how you know they're Irish because they sing "True La Rula, True La Rula." I'm gonna sing this song forever. Uh, but how I know that is, is House of Pain said "True La Rula, Rula, True La Rula, Rye, True La Rula, Rula." That's an Irish lullaby. Uh, number three, the guy who sings, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Ooh, could it be? Believe it or not, it's not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not the end of it. It was, believe it or not, just me. Uh, just thought it would be funny. Uh, but the thing is, is this guy, that's, that was for a TV, I believe it was for a TV show. He made that song. And, his greatest American hero, and, and it got popular, and, and he was a gosh dang nobody. I, I, I mean, still to this day, I saw saw him recently on a YouTube thing. I was like, I forgot about the song for one, and then forgot about him. So he's pretty not. So number two, Eddie Grant. I love this song, but he's nowhere to be found. And that's we're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. As a kid, I thought the song was the greatest. Boy, <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, out in the street there is violence, <laughs> and they got some work to be done. Uh, number one, Thomas Dolby. Interesting fact about this one. One of the reasons why I picked him, because as a kid, it, I guess you'd call it guilty pleasure because I didn't didn't turn it off. But she blinded me with science. With science. I mean, it was. Too, why was that guy yelling? Well, why was that guy yelling? With science! I mean, so, but interesting fact about Thomas Dolby. Where have you heard that last name? Banana. That's Dole. You're fired again. <laughs> oh, I thought Dolby. It's not Dolby, it's Dole. Dole. D-O-L-E. No, Dolby is D-O-L-B-Y. Right. After every, after every speaker sound that you hear from movie theaters, it's Dolby. What also what Thomas Dolby did is yes he was he I mean all that synthesizer stuff was the stuff he was working on back in the eighties it was uh, speakers and all that kind of stuff he ended up being the creator of ringtones and ringback tones on top I of the Dolby now he's extremely wealthy so he's laughing his I mean and he made money he's probably still making money off that that song because you know people in the science community are beating that home and paying royalties to death that would be it for this show. Tell me what you think. Let me know if you're listening. I mean, it's just say that there's a few people actually are listening. Um, 
So, uh, I had fun today. I am heading to work. Yes, I'm a strip club DJ today. I'm a jack of all trade, masters of like none. I wear a lot of hats and uh, professional wrestler, DJ, uh, trainer, coach. coach, dad, all sorts of stuff. So, um, looking forward to the next one. I'm not sure exactly what the topic is. I don't think that far ahead. Now you've got uh, a noggin like mine. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you haven't listened or listening, go fuck yourself.